Welcome back, everybody, to We Speak Dispatch. We have a few of our normal panelists with us. We have Glenna and Doug, but we are joined by a very, very special guest. We are joined by hashtag I am 911 Ricardo Martinez. Welcome to We Speak Dispatch, Ricardo. Hey, hello, hello. I'm hello. happy to be here. This is good. It's like, I don't know, what is it? Three in the morning? Somewhere? No, it's three in the morning here. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right. <laughs> it is a very early episode. And so since it's so early, I wanted to wake everybody up and uh, talk about a different topic. And this one's a little bit out there, but uh, I want you to describe the agency you used to work at or your coworkers by describing them as your favorite superhero. Whoa. And why your agency fits that uh, criteria. So nice. we're going to throw it uh, to our special guest, Ricardo. And if you had to pick a superhero, uh, who would you describe, who would you pick to describe the people in the 911 center you used to work with? Um, I mean, and this is, I guess, on, off the off the side, kind of a, a shout out to uh, a, a group that we all know as well. But I mean, basically, all of them were Wonder Women, man. Oh, yeah, that was that. mine. Shout out, <laughs> callback. Yeah, I, was, I was the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what that means? We gotta have. Why did you pick Wonder Women? So, you know, man, just because I uh, just everything that they did. I mean, when I came in. Uh, to, to dispatch there at the last center that I was at in, in Allegan, um, Allegan County. So this was in Michigan. This is the county that I actually grew up in. Um, but when I went in there, it was, there was only, I think I was the only the, the, the second dude. <laughs> there, was only, there was only two guys. Yeah, there was only two of us uh, there in, in the beginning. And, and it was all women. And, and as we all know, you know, the majority of uh, 91 dispatchers and call takers are women now you know a lot more you know men are getting into it as well but when I got into it it was all women and, and one of them actually was um, it was a girl that I used to uh, that I grew up with actually I grew up with her went to school with her she graduated uh, a year before me and it was weird that years later we ended up uh, working together and uh, oh, cool. uh, you know just the the resiliency everything that they taught me I mean they're they're superheroes, man. They are. Wow. They definitely are. Uh, Glenna, who would you pick? Well, I was going to pick Superwoman, but that one's taken. <laughs> we have um, one man, and the rest of us are women. So Great odds. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe like the Superman, Superwoman type thing. There we go. Can I just pick both? Because I don't want to like offend the one male dispatcher that we have. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There we wow. go. So Superman is, I think, one of the strongest superheroes out there. Resilient, um, you know, doesn't take crap. He has to be um, above reproach. He just is goodness inside and out. Um, even when people uh, look at him and think he's evil or think he needs to go away, he still stands strong, you know, he still takes care of business and he protects the world. So that's what I think of my dispatchers. They're my heroes. Awesome. Jeez. And D Doug, who are you coming in here with their third? Um, well, see, I was thinking about this. And I was thinking maybe I'm thinking of like 
Batman and Gotham City because here's the deal. So most of the time, people are just having fun. <laughs> they're talking. We're having barbecues at work. We're, you know, having fun at work. And then all of a sudden, when the bat signal hits, everybody's in it. And we're all <laughs> functioning like a machine out there. So I, I like that kind of analogy because most of the time, people are just joking around, kicking back. I mean, we had people doing all kinds of extracurricular activities on the floor out there. And then when something bad happened or something significant mm -hmm. happened, they just jumped into it. Uh, so I always think of that bat signal went off, bam, everybody's doing their stuff. Nice. And for me, obviously, you guys took my top three, so I'm going to have to go with my number four. <laughs> Aquaman. Uh, yeah, you're close. I'm, I'm going to throw out Iron Man, and the reason I'm going to throw out Iron Man is because these dispatchers have to be made of uh, iron to get through the job on a day-to-day -day basis. They have to be super intelligent. They have to possess all sorts of skills, but they also once in a while need to rely on their coworkers as well to help them get through something. So, And there's all these people that come together. So we've talked about the favorite superhero, but if I said to you, so what's that dispatch agency's um, or dispatcher's kryptonite, so to speak, what brings them down and how can we change that around to make things better for them? And Glenn, I'll go to you first. So what's something that can bring dispatchers down and what's something you can do to make it better? Um, I think lack of support is probably the biggest thing that can bring, it can bring an entire dispatch center down. You see your partner struggling with something and a complete lack of support from an agency. Um, you know, this is a dispatch center, not a child care place. You can't bring your kid to work or, but you can't. But um, when somebody's struggling with something and all your supervisor cares about is the schedule, well, you need to be here. This is your job. You need to be here. Okay, but my parent's dying or something, you know, yeah. something like that. I think lack of support is probably the biggest downer that, that we experience. Um, especially with the pandemic and trying to navigate through all of these new normals for us, um, there's there can be a perception of lack of support. Yeah. Ricardo, what's the kryptonite at your agency? Um, oh man, <laughs> as I'm listening, I kind of flash back. I was like, oh. <laughs> to, to build to build upon what Glenna was saying. I mean, communication. You know, we are all amazing at what we do and in communications but when communicating with each other at times mm -mm, it doesn't always work and that is a, is a huge thing as well especially when it starts at, at the top i always say a lot of things start at the top and if at the top you're not being communicated to or with or, or you know whichever that brings morale down as well there there were a lot of times at my old center where you know the communication wasn't the best and but again like kind of you know towards doug there once you see that uh once that bat signal comes in we're all <laughs> working like a well-oiled machine but then we go back to crap you know what's what now you know we're just being brought down you know there's so many other things that are going on but we don't know about it or you know there's debriefings that are going on and we're not involved so that's a communication as well just it's it's that closure you know that we don't get and with big incidents like that it you know it propels it even further to well what about us like we want to be in that as well and you know get that type of closure that the entire group is getting but uh yeah communication man that to me that's a, a huge uh kryptonite yeah and doug doug what do you got well you know i'm gonna agree with them obviously on the communication because i worked for a really big agency a state agency we would have edicts come down from the governor's office or whoever saying, let's do it this way. And without even taking into account how things actually are supposed to work. And then 
you'd see people on the floor just like, does anybody care what we do? It's like, they don't really understand. And it's, and it's, you know, it was kind of our job as supervision to kind of like sell it to everybody and say, look, this is why they're doing these things. They may never told you, but I'm going to tell you why we're doing it this way. Because, and, and the, to piggyback what Ricardo said, when we had big significant incidents, shootings or killings or whatever, when you feel left out, like you're not even part of this thing. And I've had people tell me high ups, you're just a bunch of dispatchers. And it's like, oh, that's the most God. degrading thing I've ever heard in my life. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in charge of our state training program, I was in a lot of meetings with a lot of high ups telling them like, you can't do this stuff. You, you just can't. We are, we experience a hell of a lot of stuff and you need to do that. So communication, that's a big one. Bring you up, bring you down. I would say to tie all three of those together, since they were similar to our number one kryptonite, and no doubt about it for uh, the agency I work at is a staffing level. Oh, yeah. And what I mean by that is we can't get them the time off that they need and deserve. We, we struggle to get them to the training that they need. We struggle to get them to the critical incident debriefings and uh, the peer support and everything else. The instant our staffing level goes below full staff. And with turnover rates and nine and one centers and people retiring and or leaving for better or other jobs or a normal eight to five type schedule, uh, uh, fully staffed for us is okay, it's decent. But uh, once we lose somebody, our department really struggles and it hinders all the things that you guys mm -hmm. talked about. So I would say kryptonite for agencies out there listening to this episode is make sure you're take, keeping an eye on all your staffing levels, communicating yeah. with your staff, checking in on with them daily as much as possible because they're the ones that are fully doing the work. Yep. So let's spin this back around. How do you become that superhero and make it more positive? And what can you do if you're working in 911 to make this the best place to work? And Doug, we'll kick it over to you. Okay. Well, when I, and, and when you were mentioning a second ago about retirements to get a better job, um, some people just retire because they've done 30 years, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you have a better job now. 30 years. Now, so it's really good. 30 years. 30 years. So he started yeah. when he was five. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> um, what, I, what I tried to do as a supervisor is I did try to keep everybody like in the loop of stuff because if I could tell them like, this is what's going on or this is what's happened, as opposed to just do this. When we would get these things that would just say, let's do this, you need to kind of sell that. And, and I will tell you, we had a lot of uh, my bosses, usually sergeant, or I'm sorry, usually lieutenants or captains, that were cognizant of, man, people do need time off. They do need these things. And I, that's why I told everybody, we have to work together to hire the best people, find them, go out and, and recruit people into this thing. So we got good people. Because once you're full staffing, then people can have those days off. Then they can leave early. Then they can do these things. But when you're short and everybody's saying, oh my God, what are we going to do? My thing is I put it back on everybody saying, what can we all do? Let's go recruit some good people. So mm, that's why I did so many recruitment events, fairs and a coffee with a cop. We did uh, Danish with a dispatcher. We did all these things just to kind of get like that. It was a good, it was a good experience. Good. Glenna, what do you got? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this and I'm, I'm pretty proud of my agency. Um, we probably have the best chief we've ever had. He doesn't watch the podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <to him>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am a line level dispatcher. And at the moment I am an interim supervisor, but in a couple weeks I'm going back to being quote unquote, just a dispatcher. I know we don't ever say that phrase. Um, so use your voice. <laughs> if, if you are a line level dispatcher, and this is something that needs to be addressed, use your voice. Um, a lot of times that I've seen that um, dispatchers 
will complain, you know, we're always forgotten, which is, is so true it, it, all across the nation. This is something we all struggle with, but we need to use our voice to remind people. We need to educate people on what it is that we do. We all know that we are the very first part of public safety, that without us, everything else falls apart. But how many other people think about that? Because we're always there. We, we are 24 seven, we're always taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of because that's what a dispatcher does. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, use your voice. I, I recently, um, because I'm the peer support coordinator, I, I kind of have an open door with the chief and I sat down with him and said, there's a disconnect between you and your officers. And this is how we're going to fix it. And I now have to put on a class <laughs> for <laughs> the chief <laughs> and command staff and talk about communication. But when you think about that, a civilian, a dispatcher is going to be sitting down with command staff yeah. to talk about communication and talk about uh, getting rid of that disconnect. Uh, that's kind of a, a big deal. I, it's a big deal for me, and yeah. and it just goes to show that using your voice can make a big difference. Yep, absolutely, Ricardo. What do you got? So as I'm, I'm listening, <laughs> I was writing down notes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> People who are who are watching probably see me looking down, like what the hell is he doing? Uh, but I was writing down notes because so this whole this whole piece reminded me of a, a couple things that happened when I uh, was at my old center. So there was, um, there was a time where, you know, morale was just completely down and we were trying to, you know, figure out how to, how to change things. And for me, uh, there's a couple things here. So for me, just, just being kind, man, it's, it's easy as that being kind, being human. I mean, that's, that's what we're there to do as well. That's how we do our job the best. You know, I, people have said, what does it take to be a 9 dispatcher, a call taker? And I tell them, you know, uh, common sense, a little thick skin and being human yeah. <laughs> is what oh, it's all about. But, but really, you know, also on that is your attitude. So when, um, when I was there at Allegan, I, I was supervisor and uh, on the line supervisor. And I remember at a staff meeting, um, we were talking about attitude. And I remember one of my coworkers says, uh, you know, it's, you guys don't affect my, my attitude or, or the way I work with anything that you do. And I remember speaking up and I said, really? I said, so if I came in and I was being an ass to everyone, um, <laughs> you wouldn't feed off of that? Like you wouldn't feel crappy or anything? I think you would because I'm the one who's going in there. I'm the supervisor and if I'm being crappy, again, it starts at the top, so to speak, in, in the center. If I'm being crappy, you're gonna feel crappy. But if I come in and I'm all gung-ho, like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna you know, kick butt and take names and everything. You're gonna feel good and yeah. you're gonna wanna work better and continue uh, doing it. And, and for me, um, when I went in, with my team, I'm, I didn't want to be the one all be all of any decision or anything. I wanted to do this as a team. So if something had come up, I would, I would stand up if I had the moment, I would stand up and I would say, what do you guys think about this? How should we uh, run this? Especially if there was a grant going on, you know, a traffic grant or something. Um, I wanted input from everyone. So, you know, attitude, being a team player, being kind. Nice. That's very good. And to me, I would uh, describe what Ricardo just said, and he kind of took a little bit of uh, 
power from my thunderstorm here. The best I can. I'm going to call, I refer to it as the teamwork dance. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by the teamwork dance is when, uh, when you're doing 911 calls, you can't be afraid to make decisions because you're in charge of that phone call. So you got to be the leader of your organization. And then when it comes to dispatching the call, if you have more than one in the room, you got to work with your coworkers and you're working side by side them. So at times you're going to be out in front of them. At times you're going to be side beside them. And then somebody maybe is going to take your call and dispatch it or somebody else is going to have to do it. And you're going to have to follow their lead. And at all three or all aspects of that, doing the teamwork dance, you're going to have to be working through all three episodes of the teamwork dance and dancing together, so to speak. So I think that's like what I would say. Is, if you're out dancing on the floor, I think people. Think, <laughs> I think we have a policy that says no dancing and dispatch. Yeah, I think it was maybe so, because of me. So to speak, not literally, but <laughs> dancing together in the oh, oh, okay. wow. a well cha-cha right now. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't be afraid to communicate. Don't be afraid to be that superhero that you all are, whether it's a uh, Wonder Woman whether it's Superman or Superwoman, Batman and or Iron Man and his coworkers, don't <laughs> be afraid to go out there and be a superhero. This has been our episode from We Speak Dispatch. We're on social media all over the place at Woo! Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And we are also on several different podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So make sure you like us, make sure you comment, make sure you share. You and if you from. want to be on an episode like Ricardo, don't be afraid to email us at wespeakdispatch at gmail.com. Keep being superheroes. There you go. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Watch your